a free sample. Now trend has emerged. This is the My Talk Now trending report. What's happening right now? Trending online this afternoon.、Uh, Frankie Muniz trending, not because his cat turned on the faucet and flooded his house. No, he got engaged. Congratulations. Also, trending online would be the Netflix show Dogs. And now、uh, that is very popular. It debuted over the weekend. And now people are filming their dogs, watching dogs. And it's all very adorable and cute.、Uh, also, trending online this afternoon would be Avril Lavigne. She performed her song Head Above Water during last night's、uh, season finale. Of Dancing with the Stars. And also trending online this afternoon would be Netflix down. Apparently, Netflix down again this afternoon, but hopefully it's back up so you can go and stalk your junior high boyfriend on the internet once more. That's what's trending here at my talk.、Uh, the annual、uh, Santa Project presented by Chris Lindahl Real Estate is getting underway with a broadcast coming up next week at the Chan Essen Dinner Theater with Lori and Julia. That's Tuesday, November 27th. And of course,、uh, we want you to bring a toy or a gift, which we will then pass on to the Ronald McDonald House Charities in time for the holidays. We've got a lot of these broadcasts lined up. Use the keyword Santa at mytalk1071.com and you will find out.、Uh, weather brought to you by Bachman's. Cloudy 17 tonight, sunny 24 tomorrow. Tomorrow, overcast and 26 right now. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Cause when you love someone, you open up your heart. When you love someone, you make room. If you love someone and you're not afraid to lose them, you'll probably never love someone. Never loved someone like I do. Hey, everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. We are like. We're like starstruck literary author nervous. We have、uh, Leif Enger joining us for his third novel, Virgil Wander. Hi, Leif. How are you? Hi, Leif. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank, thank you so much.、Um, I, I don't know about Holly or Donnie, but. I read、um, both your previous two books, Peace Like a River and So Brave, Young and Handsome. And damn it, why did you make us wait 10 years for the next book, which is Virgil Wander? You're such a good writer. Hey, thanks so much. I mean, the short answer is、um, that I, I took a long time because I wrote it twice and I had to throw the first one away and start again.、Uh, you know what? I think I did read that in your interview, maybe with Lori Herzl at the Star、yep. Tribune, that all、mm-hmm. you kept was the opening scene of the book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, give people the setup of Virgil Wander,、uh, your latest novel, which sure. I'm sure is selling out at bookstores because it really is just five stars. So good. Well, Virgil, is,、uh, Virgil Wander is the owner and、um, uh, an operator of a small failing movie theater in a failing town on the North Shore of Lake Superior, just up the shore from where I live in Duluth.、Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been intrigued by the North Shore, and you know, there's so many beautiful places up there and beautiful small towns where it's not easy to make a living.、Mm-hmm. And、um, this idea of a man running a, a theater almost as a community service. Uh, for the you know, six to ten people a night who buy tickets,、um, just intrigued me and, and sounded like a,、uh, something I wanted to explore. So it's about a man who、um, 
who gets a second chance in life after he drives off the road off historic Highway 61 and lands in Lake Superior and, um, and loses chunks of his memory, loses chunks of his speech, um, loses the ability to describe and, um, and, and, and the way he learns to look at the world through new eyes. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I mean, I, I basically, by the middle of the book, was really having a crush on Virgil and thinking, how has he stayed single all these years in this town, <laughs> which reminds me of Grant. I, I pictured Grand Marais when I'm reading the book. Yeah, well, it, it has a lot in or common Tofty. with Grand Marais. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say that it, it's, um, it's maybe a bit less prosperous than Grand Marais. Right, <laughs> right. Okay, so, you know, your books, you, I mean... Like, it's hard to describe sometimes, like, what your books are about, because I think one of the beauty, I think, of what you write about is that you write just sort of about life and and the ordinary ways about it that are big and small. And so they're really rich. It's hard to boil it down into a tagline. It really, yeah, yeah it really is. And uh, But I think, you know, your the way you write, I, you almost have to. Sometimes you, I just have to stop and I have to read the sentence again. You're, oh, thanks. I mean, you know, I, if if I could, uh, if I could give a shot at boiling this book down, I would say that it's something like this. Um, I, I don't think there's anyone I know who has not wished for a second chance, mm-hmm. or a third, or a fourth, or a fifth. Um, and I think that sometimes the best second chances are presented to us not as actual choices, but they are thrust on us. They don't feel maybe like a second chance. Mm-hmm. Maybe they feel like something terrible mm-hmm. has happened. Um, and that's what happens to Virgil, um, and he sees a way to make it into a, a meaningful second chance. Uh, and it was enormous fun to write because I felt I felt like I needed a second chance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so I, I, I felt like I needed to write my way to one. And uh, I think that a lot of writers like me tend to write exactly what we need yeah. at that moment, and that's what I needed. Well, I mean, I know you've been on this huge uh, book tour. I think you've got one more, like a Park Rapids, maybe in yeah, December. It's, uh, it's this... been a pretty busy fall. I was on the road for pretty much two months. <laughs> um, and there are a few local events. I'm going to um, Park Rapids, like mm-hmm. you said, I think mm-hmm. December. The, I think that's the first um, at Beagle Books, which is a wonderful bookstore in Park Rapids, Beagle Books and Bindery. Yes, Saturday, um, December yes. 1st at 12 noon. At 12 noon, Saturday the 1st. And then on the 5th, um, I'm going to Barnes & Noble uh, at the Galleria. Oh, good. Um, which is, uh, I'm sure, going to be a good event. What evening. What is, okay, because, so, I mean, you really, you go, you've gone all over the country, and you're at the Miami Book Fair. Is there one question that you've gotten over and over about Virgil Wander besides what the heck why did it take you so long for people who are like avid readers of yours? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the biggest question um, that comes is uh, first, uh, where have you been? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Um, And and second is probably uh, second most asked question if I'm being totally honest Mm -hmm. is what is your process? I mean, what, what yeah, do, you yeah. do? do you do? Do you get up in the morning and write early? Do you do you edit the what you wrote the day before? Uh, you know, it's it sounds like kind of a tedious question, but I think a lot of people who come out to book events are, are working on something themselves, and yeah. they want to mm-hmm. know what worked for me. Uh, and and so you know, uh, to to answer that briefly, 
uh, I get up in the morning at 6.30 or 7, and I go to work. And I, I, I start by working on the previous day's prose. Um, so if, if I wrote a batch of pages yesterday that I need to throw out today or to change in some meaningful way, I do that first. I give myself an hour, maybe two hours tops to work over yesterday's stuff, and then I embark on new territory. Uh, so that's my process, and that's what seems to work for me. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, um, yeah. And so you find that so writing in that way sets you up in a way that you can tell the stories that you want to tell and maybe find inspiration. What I guess I'm trying to say is that it sounded like this was a very cathartic experience for you writing this book. It was very cathartic. Um, You know, it really was. Part of what happened was, you know, I was going through kind of a difficult time that everybody goes through in in middle age, Mm -hmm. and that is losing your parents, losing your in-laws. All this was unfolding at the same time as my own kids were were growing up and, um, you know, finding... Um, people to marry and having kids of their own uh it's it is a it's a strange place to be and i felt very lonesome yeah um and so i i invented a community that i felt like i needed yeah well i I love i mean the characters are just so wonderful and the other thing and i think i could say this for both holly and donnie and i because we're all big movie fans and one of the Parts of the story is that Virgil owns the Empress Theater in this small yep. town, and he is this cachet, if you will, of celluloid film that really is not supposed to be there. He doesn't really own it. He got it through the theater. Is is that like a real thing that does happen, and is that how sometimes stuff resurfaces? Yeah, that is, that is something that occasionally happens. Um, I, I did some research about this, and as you can imagine, it's sort of hard to find information about illegal films because no one who owns one uh, wants to wants anyone else to know about it. Um, you know, you, there are certain films you can own legally, but most of these 35-millimeter prints, celluloid prints, mm-hmm. um, are things that belong to the studios. And right. if you find one in private hands, it's probably illegal. Back in the late 60s and early 70s, before the VCR revolution, um, there were a number of projectionists that um, that would pick up some extra cash by going to the homes of, you know, rich people, um, generally in you know the Hollywood Hills, right. in Los Angeles, um, and and projecting movies in the, the basement studios of sometimes you know movie people and executives, more often sort of lawyers, kind of high-powered movers and shakers in the LA business. Um, and they would they would go and project the films uh, for whatever party was being held in whatever private residence. Well, oftentimes then those those prints would end up in the hands of, for example, the projectionist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and so it was it was fun to imagine what would have happened to a particularly um, fun collection that some projectionist had had acquired over the period of you know eight or ten years. Yeah. Um, and so I had a lot of fun kind of developing that storyline and figuring out, you know, how could that be useful to someone like Virgil Wander? Um, how could that be something that he would really enjoy? Uh, and then have to figure out what he was going to do. In some ways, it's a development of Virgil's own 
sort of social conscience. It is, and yeah. I wanted it to be so true that you write about a scene where he screens Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and in it yeah. is a scene that's not in the movie that's cut out with Catherine Ross and Paul right. Newman. I want that story to be true so bad. Well, that is true. It is? Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that I came across when I was doing research was that George Roy Hill had cut out of that movie a scene in which uh, Butch, Sundance, and Etta Place are in Bolivia. They go to a movie theater, a very primitive movie theater, and, and what's playing on the, on the screen is a movie about Butch and Sundance. So it gets very meta. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, and apparently Butch um, is, is very pleased by this, but Sundance is like, that ain't how it was. That's not how it and, uh, and he cut this out of the film. I'm not sure why. Few people alive have actually seen that clip. I don't know if it still exists. Okay. But wow. it was shot, and he did take it out. It landed on the cutting room floor. So it was fun to imagine that Virgil actually has that piece of cellulite. Yeah, yeah. I just see, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of the detail in your story writing. I think that just makes, uh, you know, reading your books just a, just, just a real pleasure. Oh, thanks so much. That's nice to hear. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, we, we really yes. we really did. And um, now is it going to be another 10 years before you write another book? Or are you deep into your... Ne- you <laughs> got inspiration. <laughs> I know it. I know it. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, okay. An idea I'm quite excited about. Okay. I'm making notes for it as fast as I can. And I'm looking forward to jumping into the writing over the winter. Yeah, okay. Right. And then we ask all of our authors that are on... Because we know sometimes you guys get uh, advanced copies, or maybe we just what was the last great book that you read that you loved? Oh, I'm I'm reading an advanced copy right now of a book. I hope everyone will get a hold of, um, and that is it's uh, it's not out yet. I'm not even sure when it comes out, but it's by a poet and essayist named Ross Gay, um, and it's called The Book of Delights, and it's just a uh, it's a collection of very short essays. Um, this writer. Um, loves to write about things that make him happy. And oh. so the book is, um, I mean, that sounds like it would be like Pollyanna or something. No, not really at all. It's, not at it's all. quite poignant. It's quite sad. It's incredibly beautiful all the way through. And I took that book with me on book tour and just doled out a couple of these mini essays a day for my own pleasure. Oh, nice. Um, so the Book of Delights by Ross Gay. Ross Gay. All right. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, Leif, thank you so much uh, for being with us. We, I guess I didn't need hey. to put on all that extra deodorant. I was just like all for clumped about talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> no, because really, if people have read Peace Like a River or So Young and Handsome, if you haven't read those books, they're really amazing. And Virgil Wander. You know, really amazing. Five star. We just loved it. Oh, thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be on your show. I, I uh, hope to do it um, again in yeah, the next few years. Your, your next book, you got it. And if you're right. ever in, in town, we want you to just come into the studio so right. we can meet you. I'd love to do that. Thanks okay. so much for having me on. Okay, no, thank you, Leif. Again, the book is Virgil Wander. We've got a couple copies to give away. 651 Seven one, um, and when we come back, um, well, speaking of movies, we we have some movie talk yeah. to share. We'll be right back.